Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering Mrs. Davis, Season 1, Episode 5, A Great Place to Drink to Gain Control of Your Drink. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher, watching Mrs. Davis for the first time because it's brand new. Uh, I've been loving it so far, and I've been watching it with my co-host and former student, Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Hey, I'm so glad you told me that these titles are AI generated. (laughs) It has made my life a lot better. (laughs) Right? You're not so stressed (laughs) out about it, right? I I was looking at this title when I first read it, and I now that you just said it again, and I was like, man, I wonder what that means. Watch the episode went still. That's a <laughs> that title, I don't know. And then I remind, yeah, I remembered what you said. I was like, yeah, it's a, it, it does, AI generated, just the AI. It Maybe. does keep the brain just above or just below the melting point, right? Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's which is good. Just knowing that fact, that's good. All right, well, you know, are you are you ready to get uh, get going to guess our ratings? Or what do you what do you say? Oh yeah, let's go see our ratings. All right, well, consequences it is. Rating. Kurt, mm-hmm. I think you hated this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you're like, what the hell is this story time right now? Uh, it's like, I, I think you thought this is like a full episode of exposition, and you're like, wow, this is ridiculous. I, I can't even believe what I'm watching. I think you, you, this, I hope the series didn't jump the shark for you with this episode, but I'm worried. Uh, so I'm going to say, um, maybe you didn't hate it, hate it. Uh, no, I think you hated it. I think you gave it a seven out of 10. All right. You like flashbacks. That's a, that's a big thing you like. I know some people don't enjoy flashbacks. You're a big flashback guy. I think of an entire series with just flashbacks, I would, up it by one point level so it's backstory magic right it's, yeah it's exactly world, yeah. <laughs> backstory magic so flashback you're cool with it i guess the question is the style flashback and the storyline i mean it answers questions uh i think you were middling on the episode we had seen together uh that the imdb ratings are actually really good for the episode so people liked the episode a lot the question is did we like it and i think i think you did enjoy it not as much as last episode but i think you still enjoyed it i think you gave it um it's either eight or nine i think you gave it a nine out of ten okay well you got me wrong did i get you wrong you did get me wrong yeah okay yeah <laughs> we both got each other wrong but in what way in what way well kurt i'll tell you i gave it a 10 out of 10 i love this episode okay so you did that. i gave it a 9 out of 10 you could talk me up to a 10 but i did enjoy the episode <laughs> oh I like, man i think right now i like last episode more but i did enjoy the episode like it, it was a great episode i can see why you might enjoy last episode more because it focuses more on simone mm-hmm. and jay and their relationship yeah, and, and why that's why that's what yeah. i'm going to be saying i totally i totally <laughs> the whole get time it. yeah i totally get it the the the, the simone and wiley take a way back seat in this episode in so, fact they're kind of a nuisance for this episode because <laughs> they're like i thought they were hysterical they were funny no they were actually funny <laughs> yeah. they're like these horrible listeners like this just like the worst students you can imagine like every everything they did i was laughing out loud but i mean there's not a ton for them to do other than make us laugh so yeah. 
uh the, i mean i guess that's the one criticism you could have for the episode i don't care because i just loved everything about this episode so much i feel like we got so many answers oh yeah this, this is <laughs> it definitely formed a lot of answers. i mean going to this episode there's a bunch of shoes okay yes. father ziegler himself what's going on this whole video thing that was the intro sequence i was already thinking about like was that still a flashback is it just really a commercial do they how do they record the past that's what i was kind of wondering like how do they record templar times and get this footage for this ad or is it really all just one ad or i so many questions going mm-hmm. on like what's up with clara this matilda lady so on and so forth no this mm-hmm. this this episode basically answers all of it like i it's <laughs> there's not a lot of questions as much as to like i mean yeah there's questions with mrs davis yeah there, I mean, that's, term- it, that's it the, the questions now surround who is mrs davis and what is her motivation who like what what like there are questions around jay i think yeah like, but um but man so many so many like holy great plot questions have been answered it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wow and there's still three episodes left which is exciting to me so this is this is great this no is great. i i was wondering well while i was watching it's like wow this especially with like episode one and two i was like man this tv series is quick and there's a lot going on like am i missing details like is this mm-hmm. is this mm-hmm. Jeez, no, I'm not. I'm glad to see it. <laughs> they went back, they answered yeah. it, and I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad to hear. It. Now I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good for the next story. And all that, all the wacky, like just really outlandish stuff from the first couple episodes, does seem to have an explanation now and make some sense. It's not just out of nowhere, with a few exceptions, I suppose. Although I'm having trouble thinking of any. Yeah, I don't even know the exceptions. Like the Germans explained. Explained, um, yeah. The stuff with uh, Simone's past, fine. Like, I, I mean, we still want to explore it. I want to know a bit about her dad and <laughs> how her dad passed away because they've talked about that quite a bit. But yeah, I'm sure we'll see that. Uh, and besides that, I don't know. I, everything else with like Hans Ziegler and Clara, Matilda. That's been answered. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, there's. I'm shocked by all the answers in this episode, and and actually, they did something that The Last of Us was really good at doing. Um, so when we covered The Last of Us, I always talked about how they were so good at introducing us to a new character, making us fall in love with them, and then ripping them away from us in the same episode. So and I feel like they did that with Clara in this episode. Even though we've seen Clara before, it was like just barely. Like yeah. she became a character in this episode, mm-hmm. and it felt very Last of Us in. Like the, the, yep, here's this character. Get to know her a little bit. Isn't she great? Don't you love her? Boom! Let's explode her head. <laughs> no, you're right. No, you're yeah. definitely right. I mean, because yeah. she she's like the biggest focal point. Sure, I guess of the episode. Yeah, because it's mostly uh, flashback. Absolutely. Yeah. You get to know her, and you just you compare her to her mother Matilda, and it's like, wow, Matilda's mm-hmm. a real piece of <laughs> real. Right. Right. I, I don't know if you like Matilda's. No, <laughs> I know. But all the while, like it's you can't help but draw the comparison between Matilda and Clara and Celeste and Lizzie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I mean it does seem like Celeste and Lizzie have that type of relationship as well. I don't know. Do you think do you think Celeste is a sister of the coin? I don't know. I mean that would surprise that me a lot. Mind. But that's it not a that's not a bad theory. It's not a bad theory, yeah. but 
We'll see. I, I, it strikes me that the sisters of the coin work in banking. Yes. Celeste doesn't. I mean, she worked right. in security, yeah. performance, and now security. So, right. I don't know if she'd be sister of the coin, but maybe sisters of the coin spread out past banking. That's just like what's in my notion of my head. I don't know if they talked about that in the episode. No, they, they did. They, okay. They, they mentioned that, you know, they were bankers, the first bankers. And, or no, the first uh, keepers of the of the grail were bankers. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think so. I, I don't. Think yeah, so. probably not. Probably not. But maybe. I, I I know though I know Celeste is going to play an important role going forward. I just I I'm surprised that we've only had the one flashback episode and then the one current timeline episode with her. I, I'm surprised we haven't had more. Time will tell. Time will, there's only three episodes left. Mr. I Sam. know. I know. <laughs> this I'll tell you what though. We're in the is, back half of the season. I know. This is becoming like event TV to me, which is which is awesome. Like I I am counting down days to thursdays Thursdays. cannot wait to watch the next episode yeah i am excited to watch the next one it does have me now on the um the edge of my seat Mm -hmm. yeah that's all i need yeah (laughs) and i really i really liked the storytelling format of this episode actually i i thought it was great well going back and forth yeah well yeah just how we're gonna get all this backstory but how well because this guy who was kind of part of it, or at least part of part of it, um, is going to tell the story to our main characters. And so they are going to be our proxies, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to hear the story through them. And the, at one point, I I don't remember the exact line, but Schrodinger says to them, like, are, do you want to continue to just like randomly theorize or come up yeah. with outrageous theories or do you want me to actually just tell you the story which is hysterical because i mean that's kind of what we had to do through the first few episodes here definitely i mean there's another element of it too i don't think this is the case but um technically this all comes from one source and a kind of bias source oh, right? an unreliable narrator oh yeah i I would love to see an example of someone's backstory being completely an unreliable narrator in such a way. Uh, I'm thinking back to like Watchmen when we have like flashbacks of a character, but that's an unreliable narrator because that's kind of, you know, induced in such a way that you kind of trust and stuff. But I've always wanted to see like a very unreliable telling of someone's backstory. Then you come to realize not what not what it seems. Like yeah. in a very extensive episode like this, which I don't think is unreliable, but it could be technically. Yeah, I, don't yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think it is. I, yeah. I think everything seems to be lining up and boxes checked, and it's you know, it does seem that like Simone and Wiley were brought together intentionally. You know, they were indelibly tied by this liver, mm-hmm. and they have brought been brought together somehow on this quest. And like, so I'm having trouble wrapping my brain around this part of it. So it it does seem it's it's a it's a lost thing, right? At the end, when when he Mister Echoes it, Schrodinger Mister Echoes it, and he says, "Oh, I don't yeah. know, I don't know if it's fate or coincidence or the algorithm, but I do know it's a it's a a it's sign. sign. It's a mm-hmm. sign, right? So, um, so he Mister Echoes it there, which is which was really interesting because, yeah, it. I mean, are they being brought together intentionally? Like, did the algorithm know that they would go see Schrodinger? 
did did the algorithm i guess the algorithm gave wiley the shoes i guess that's the, the key yeah i think that, the algorithm did do it I, if i had to give one of the three i'd say the algorithm okay see i i think and this is why like to me one of the most interesting characters on the show is jay like i think that i think he's pulling more strings than we think i i think that he is under the algorithm you may be right that's what I'm going with right yeah, now. You may, you may be right, but you know, think about the fact that he he's side railed, or side railed, side quested Simone to give this cake to the Pope, right? Yeah. But yeah. but it's only because she was trying to bring a cake to the Pope that she found out about Clara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it helped her in her main quest. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Oh man. So it, it, it does seem like that bringing cake to the Pope thing wasn't just Jay needed that. It was Simone needed that. No, that's true. That's true. But I just think everything Miss Davis has done. Like, I'm under no understanding that Schrodinger has talked to Jay. But Schrodinger has talked to Mrs. Davis. True. And Mrs. Davis, I think, has done enough things to, to bring them to where they are. And I guess right. that is that is where we started, right? That Schrodinger talking to Mrs. Davis, and we don't know what he said. Well, now we do. We kind of, he, we know it. Yeah, he said he said. But was is that what got the ball rolling? Is that why this all started? Because he asked for those two. Yeah, I guess you're right. Cause I don't know the the chronological order of things, mm-hmm. or that like how how far apart was him being rescued, and then what we saw happening, right? That's you're right, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but it's it's super interesting. I don't know. I I love this. I thought, wow, this is great storytelling. This is great exposition. It's great question answering. It's also really freaking entertaining. It is very entertaining. I, it's it's kind of ridiculous in some ways because of like just the sisters of a coin, right? Almost Illuminati esque yeah. thing oh, yeah, here, yeah, and yeah. they've got this. Griddle, but yet the show also understands how ridiculous it is and kind of casts light on that. Like Schrodinger says, a lot of their traditions are kind of bollocks <laughs> that they do with yep. it, and that it is kind of just unnecessary. I mean, he doesn't say this, but unnecessary bureaucracy or just like this organization that doesn't quite maybe they've lost track of the plot or what they're doing quite with okay. Matilda doing this ad for a Super Bowl to show off the grail, like just. And that's how come we saw that sequence in the very first episode one. Yep. <laughs> Clara doing what she did. So it's, yep. it is really ridiculous, but it's done in such a way where it all works inside the plot. Like they've, it's a good job by them. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's, there are two moments that I just thought were absolutely hysterical. Like, well, three, maybe hysterical moments as they're listening to the story. So, I mean, one one is you know Wiley constantly saying, "I knew it." <laughs> you know I mean? Oh my god, that was so <laughs> that is that is somewhat of a pet peeve of mine. People say, yeah. "I knew it," yeah. but there's something they could have acted upon and they yeah. didn't. So it's like, well, if you knew it, then why didn't you act on it? Sometimes you do know, and it doesn't matter, man, the circumstance. Right. Sometimes it does. 
And it's like, yeah. well, if you did know, you didn't act on it. So right. what, what do you mean you knew it? Yeah, I knew it. And, and the, Simone calls him out. And she's like, you you did not. You, you said, said the, the priest, priest was his father, <laughs> was her father. And he's like, yeah, I knew he was lying, too. Like, double <laughs> stone on it. Oh, so my good. God. oh, my God. So that one was funny. And then sure. there's another bit where Schrodinger just seems like he's tired of being interrupted. And he's, he, so he throws back at the, after Wiley asks, how come nobody saw the commercial? And he says, well, isn't it obvious? And, and then he can, that is just intended to put them in their place and shut them up. Like, like you knew everything else before I told you, you kept wildly hypothesizing. Well, you don't want to do that now. And, and, and they like act like small children. They're like, no he goes shall i tell you and then they, they just look so ashamed and simone goes we want to know <laughs> it's, it's so funny but the the coup of comedy in the episode like one of the funniest things well definitely i think the funniest thing of the series so far maybe one of the funniest things i've ever seen in a tv series it's just i i i had to pause it i was laughing so hard when at the it was right at the end, do you know what I'm about to say? No, I'm actually kind of curious. Okay, so Wiley says, "So you want us to get the Holy Grail out of an effing whale, so one of us can drink from it and maybe get our heads exploded?" Hmm. And Schrodinger says, "Yeah, that's about the size of it, size of it." And then Wiley goes, <laughs> and then <laughs> Lizzie doesn't respond, and he looks at her again and goes. <laughs> Like, do, do, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember that sequence. So, the fact that why, like, because in that so he, moment, Simone's like kind of willing to do it, but why? Oh yeah, like, but, but he like he scoffs at <laughs> at Schrodinger, like this guy, right? Yeah, and, but he looks at at Simone in the hopes that she's with him, and she's just staring at Schrodinger, and he. So then he aims the scoff at her, and he's like, <laughs> "Like, did you not hear me scoff?" Let me scoff again for you. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god! If you if you don't remember exactly what it is, please watch that. Just it's it's, it's right at the end, and it's, it's literally like a four second thing. Just watch that bit again. It's so funny. Oh my god! <laughs> the double scoff. The double scoff. Oh my god! It was, that was the funniest thing in the episode to me. Probably the funniest thing in the series to me. I, I to me, I think the funniest thing was just Wiley. And Simone constantly interrupting and definitely Wiley saying how much he knew of what was going on. Oh, I don't know why. I thought that was funny when he was struggling on the bone. Like when <laughs> Repeatedly. He was eating, yeah, the yes. meal. And he's like, <laughs> Did you catch what he said? It's protein for the buns. Yeah, yeah, because of when he handed the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, buns are the new guns. <laughs> yeah. Protein it's just, for the buns. <laughs> protein for the buns. Uh, uh. I mean, I... I don't think they were. Maybe they were trying to draw an analogy to this, but I think there's all. Yeah, I think you can relate, and people can relate to a time when perhaps they drank a fluid and went down the wrong pipe, or like maybe they were winded from doing something and they didn't want to show it. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. That's what I thought of while he was like struggling on the the bone. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, I think it's time for us to take a guess at each other's favorite scenes, shall we? Yes, let us. Okay. Hmm. I I think that your favorite scene. You'll never guess them. 
you're definitely playing rock right (laughs) (laughs) oh let's see i'll never guess it Hmm. i love i love a good rock paper scissors i love a good bo1 rock paper scissors that's i mean that was pretty good yeah but now i will say like there's a strategy he could have employed there that would have solved he he could have gone for the tie right could have played rock exactly but then I mean, then you're back to square one, though, again. I guess you know whether she's no, lying well, or not. So, so, yeah, exactly. So if she plays rock, then you know yeah, whether no. she's lying or not. If she plays scissors, which she did, then he breaks the scissors and he gets yeah. to drink. So, I mean, that's yeah. what he probably should have done. Anyway. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I will tell you what. There have been plenty of times when I played rock, paper, scissors and look back and be like oh yeah i should have done this because of that and like it's all it all makes sense in my head but i didn't do it because in the moment i'm like ah oh, ah oh, ah oh, ah oh, paper like you know? <laughs> so, anyway i think rock paper scissors is the ultimate hindsight is toy 20 because it is ultimately like kind of a coin flip but three sides in a way yeah, like there's, um, there's... Oh, oh, when you influence someone like what she did with i'm going right. to play the rock yes i i yeah. do get that I, I, you know, there's a, there's actually, there's a Freakonomics episode about games, and there's a whole bit about rock paper scissors, and a guy, like, basically never loses in a game of two out of three. Really? Yeah, I mean, you might, you know, might lose the first one, but he needs the information from the first one in order to win the second and third. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, it is, it is very interesting. So, uh, all right. So, what is your favorite scene, and that I'll never guess? You know what I think it is uh, this. I, I, because it was so different from the entire rest of the episode uh, i'm gonna say you said the opening at the restaurant with jesus all right i was debating if that was one of your favorite scenes but i guess it isn't i think for you oh man i don't know there's a lot of like well i did enjoy the episode i will be honest here i struggled to pick a favorite scene but maybe really? you didn't i did yes I- I had two that distinctly stood out for me. Okay. I think your favorite scene is Matilda lying to Clara. Matilda lying to Clara. Oh, that that was about her terminal such, illness. I know. It's such a jerk move. <laughs> uh that is not my favorite scene. That was mine. So that's a <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Ah, the old you love Greg Heffley stuff. I got it. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's the Diary of the Wimpy Kid main character. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So so tell me why you like that scene so much. Uh, Did you because... know she was lying when she said it? No, I didn't. That's why. Uh, okay. uh, because it so I mean, up until that point, um the fact that as as a viewer, you're kind of wondering how Matilda's viewpoint is that Clara gets to be the star of the after the commercial it it seems as though that matilda kind of really wanted to be the star oh it definitely seems that way (laughs) and clara snagged it from her and even you know even before this whole commercial but it it doesn't look like matilda was that into her daughter so no it did not so as they're filming it she keeps criticizing her so on so forth you know yeah you're not doing that good you're not doing that good other people say she is when she opens up about this, I believed her. I was like, oh, well, okay, maybe now they're going to like kind of kumbaya, they're going to come together. This will be like a, a bonding moment for them. Uh, 
and very soon afterward, like when she still acted normal and you saw that um Clara had real tears for the scene, I was like, Did she lie? I think yeah. she lied. And then as it goes on, I mean she flat out says, you know, it, we, we get we get resolution on that point that no, yeah, she definitely lied. <laughs> Just yeah, for the sake she, of it. Yeah. So she cut, she cut that she cut the line. Yeah. <laughs> She did, yeah. They didn't even use that scene. It was all for nothing. That lie. I, and I'm trying to remember in the opening. Did we see that line? I don't. Think I don't know. We did. I don't know. I, I. I'm assuming not. I think she. I think she cut it. So, I. I the, the way I think back of that scene is, it really highlights Clara and Matilda's relationship, and just kind of Matilda, especially of how she is, and that the fact she's still around too. So it's kind of important to understand how Matilda is. That she's kind of. <laughs> by any means necessary right yeah. the ends justify the means kind of for the most part or maybe the fact that she doesn't maybe she's she's almost psychopathic and doesn't care for other people i don't know yeah. which angle you want to take on it but it, it gives a lot about her character and we'll absolutely. see more of her see more of her i'm sure so yes absolutely uh katja harris maybe i think is her name the actor's name um, anyway, she's a she's a Lindelof veteran. She was on The Leftovers season three, <laughs> one of the doctors. If that uh, if you are a Leftovers fan like I am, uh, interesting. Okay, well that that's interesting. I, I never would have guessed that scene for you, so that's that's cool. But I that, it's a great scene, and I do take your point for sure. Um, hmm. Bob. All right. Oh, you did not get me right though. Um, that is not my favorite scene. Uh, this is uh, the, the two you- scenes. Go ahead. I'm wondering if it's a Ziegler scene. I know you're really into German. Hans stuff. Ziegler. It's a, oh. <laughs> uh, and I love that actor too. Uh, but uh, it was not a Ziegler scene either. So my two favorite scenes were the were kind of the bookends of the episode, the, the opening in the restaurant, which I did not label my favorite scene. But the other restaurant scene is my favorite scene. So the at the end with Schrodinger and Clara, where <laughs> Clara decides to drink from the grail and they play rock paper scissors um and clara maybe plays him probably plays him i i think he was sincere that he did not want her to be the one to drink mm-hmm. uh, but what i loved about it was like it took our narrator and made him a human a character that we could really latch on to because mm-hmm. i love arthur schrodinger now <laughs> and, uh, i do too I, and i and i didn't really care about him one way or another before um but they had a scene earlier in the episode where they said to each other, no, this is a professional partnership, not looking for any attachments. And by the end of this, he's saying, you know, well, you could, you could uh, learn to surf. I could just snorkel. And you know what? I, I really like spending time with you. Like it's so, which obviously was not an easy thing for him to say, but clearly true. So seeing him become a father throughout this really was was pretty neat i liked that um i and i loved man i tell you when her her when her head exploded i dropped my remote i was like <laughs> I, I, I dropped was, my remote i'm sorry i haven't heard that expression before and now i would like to imagine the whole time you're watching the tv series you're holding your remote i guess you would be because you take notes I, yeah pause i pause on. a lot so yeah um, I, I mean i dropped it like practically threw it because I was, it scared me so much I did not see that coming at all but then like it, it the the rock paper scissors game was was great because you had these two people who cared enough about each other that they wanted to be the one to do it because they knew how risky it was mm-hmm. um 
but you know whatever it takes and then i think probably my favorite thing about that well two things uh, one thing uh that's my one of my favorite things about that scene is that she goes somewhere else because now like this all times out like perfectly it's really cool because that happened they they timed like that how they said halloween of 1992 or whatever it was which is exactly when as soon as he said that i was like oh that's the day that wiley and lizzie got the liver transplant and mm-hmm. uh, so the, the my my was on high alert for that already but then the fact that she says she went someplace else or i guess schrodinger says that she went someplace else she wasn't there she, and, and she was in this like meditative state and of course, Simone says, I know where she went and who she was with. But now we know why it was so important for Jesus to give the Pope the finger, right? Because he had very limited time to talk to Clara. Yeah, no, she, that's true. Her, her head was about to explode. <laughs> and this was really important. So he had to make sure that this conversation happened right now before he could talk to the Pope. And so he gets the just a second. So... <laughs> I mean that's that's really cool. I think that's right. really cool. No, I didn't think about the Pope angle of it. Alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I did think about how. Oh yeah. So this is when he talked to Clara, and the Pope didn't like that. But yeah, I guess that's why he had to tell the Pope, "Hey, one second. Yeah, one second chance." So, so I mean, Simone had already been in the restaurant earlier, asking Jesus, you know, what kind of vows did she take? Did you marry her? And obviously, he didn't. Right. He he didn't marry her because she only got there to talk to him once mm-hmm. right before her head exploded <laughs> so um but he couldn't talk about it you know it, it's like simone has to figure this stuff out for herself so that was great and then the other thing that i love so much about this scene is that they did last of us us like the, they, yeah, they did showed us the character and, and then here's him away yep here's the character isn't she great don't you love her you can't have her anymore like it's it's really it's so cruel, but it's so effective, and it really, it really pulls, it really pulls me in for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I'm masochist in that way, but I, anyway, it's really. I I think it's because you could almost, how I think about it, it's like you're using a the character as like a lemon or an orange. You're making a juice from them, so you squeeze the lemon. You're making lemonade. <laughs> you squeeze it dry, <laughs> and you toss it. <laughs> okay. So. We get we get all the all the juicy bits, maybe, and then and then we just go to the character. That's why I like it so much. They just yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this this uh, this scene really worked for me on so many levels, and you know, and, and honestly, the whole episode, I think, even though the criticism is a fair one that we didn't get enough of our main characters, Simone and Wiley, I think it was really nice to have an episode to focus on other characters. So anyway, I. I mean, I enjoyed the episode, but I do still like um, Simone and Jay's angle, and I would have liked to see more of that. Simone and Jay's angle, and that was my other potential favorite scene here. We'll <laughs> talk about that in a bit. But yeah. um, by the way, uh, oh, and in, in my my favorite scene here, they they bring in the concept of he criticizes her for thinking that sipping from the Grail is going to destroy it. He says that's magical, bloody thinking, right? And <laughs> she says it to him. You know, that's how they toast. They toast at the end to magical bloody thinking. So, uh, but that's kind of the point of most Lindelof series, right? <laughs> the, is it magical bloody thinking 
or is it scientific bloody thinking? Like which one is going to win out here? And you you have at the table here a sister of the coin with a scientist. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 pretty neat. I don't know. I th- you know honestly, this whole series feels very Europa to me. If that I, I don't want to spoil too much, but if I say Europa to you, I'm thinking you know what I mean. It's from another Lindelof series. I do. Okay. Well, I, I I know what series it's referencing. Yeah. Yeah. The whole Europa storyline feels yeah. like the way this series is structured. Like in the early part of it, you're like, "What is this? Even that I'm watching?" Like, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. This so, makes okay. no sense at all. And then it all ties together. You're right, and it does it a lot sooner before the Europa. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. So anyway, pretty neat. I, I'm loving. It. I'm really loving it. So. I just can't wait. I'm really interested how it's going to go moving forward now. From now that we have all this background knowledge, you know, I understand Hans Ziegler. I understand, I feel like a lot of what's going on. Look, all the characters and playing their incentives moving on now. What I don't know is Mrs. Davis and Jay and the religious angle of things. What I guess God's pulling, Mm -hmm. but the rest of it, I think I know. I think we're going to get some heavy focus on mother-daughter relationships because we already have had heavy focus on mother-daughter relationships. Simone and Celeste, Simone and Mother Superior, um, uh, Matilda and Clara. Like, there's some heavy stuff here, and I, I think we're going to get some Jesus and his mother. I really do. There, Jesus and his mother. Yes. All I right. talked about it last time. I think that's why Mrs. Davis is called Mum and Madonna, because it's Mary, the mother of God, behind Mrs. Davis. Okay. I know you, you did say that last episode. Okay. Well, I'm I'm eager to see. Yeah. I also, uh, I, I'm going to throw this out now I, I, as, a, as a possible prediction here. I think, and this is, I don't know if this is really that bold a prediction, I think Simone is going to end up grateful to Mrs. Davis by the end of this and not want her to destroy herself. I, I'll just disagree. Okay. For the sake of it. (laughs) I I really don't know. I, and the reason I say that is because I think that Simone is discovering so much about herself and her own past and her relationship with her mother and all this other stuff. I think she's going to end up grateful for it. I agree that she's learning more from Mrs. Davis. But I still think she'll be able to car, uh, car, compartmentalize like that segment and how she feels about Mrs. Davis as a whole, and still might want to end Mrs. Davis. Okay, just for just for the sake of what's happened in her life and what's gone on. I mean, look, right, right now she, she she seems very willing to potentially explode her own head. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about Grail Whale next next episode. <laughs> Grail Whale. That's all I could think of when Schrodinger <laughs> talking about the whale. Like, oh, it's a Grail Whale. <laughs> Grail Whale. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, okay. All right. So I think uh, I think I'm ready to enter the recap. How about you? I am too. All right. Well, let's go see a man about a cat. The very first scene here, Simone visits the restaurant in a life jacket and shades. <laughs> it's been trashed and Jay's been beaten up. 
He's a lover, after all, not a good fighter. Happens all the time, though. Some people come for comfort. Some people come to talk. Some people want to just kick his ass. So before we go any further in this, you know, yeah. I, I do want to know who's the one that came. I know. Of Jay. I, but I do think we'll figure that out. I do. I do, too. I think and I think it's going to be connected with the flood. I don't know if you remember the flood and either, either episode one or two. I think it was two. I don't recall the flood. What do you mean? So the, there was a, a scene. I think it was in the second episode where Simone got there and the whole restaurant was covered in water. And and Jay says, "Oh, I thought you were the plumber." Oh yeah. So, I think it's going to be connected to that somehow. Also, I, I just want to put a pin in this because I want I just want to make sure that we don't forget there was somebody else in the restaurant at one point. You remember that? You're right. There was another. There was another person behind when Jay was. Yes. Jay was in with the big boss. Yes. I forgot she, about she, that. She, yeah. she, left, she left a note that said, "You know, tell him it's from his wife." Right? Yeah, yeah, so, that's how we learned they were married. So who's this guy? Is it the Holy Spirit? Maybe it's the Holy Spirit, but I don't know. This is like, that's that's uh, something I want to make sure that we're tracking. But I definitely also want to talk about who is it that came in uh, to fight Jesus. And I, I have three guesses, although I don't think this is very bold either. All right, my main guess, I'm thinking Hans Ziegler. That was my main guess as well. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, ah, maybe it's Celeste or Monty. Monty, all oh, right. I was wondering if it was Celeste or Matilda. Well, could be, could be. Uh, I still think Hans Ziegler is the best choice here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so too. Yeah, especially since he is like a in with the church. He's kind of you know that seems like something that might occur yeah. to him. He would have a means by which to um visit. I could, yeah, I can see him like getting to that meditative state where he's actually talking to Jesus and being and Jesus like kind of filling him in on this the rest of this stuff and him just being royally pissed about it. Yeah, especially after he went off on Matilda. Like he he, mm-hmm. he beats his own drum now, you know. Yes he, he does. No no more frilly. He ain't listening to Matilda. He ain't listening to Jesus. That's right. He he's doing his own thing. That's right. You know, I I did love this concept though that people come to talk, people come to uh to for comfort and some people just come to fight i really like that because you can definitely see like when people pray those are usually the three things that they're that that they're praying they're praying for comfort they're praying for you know i've already mentioned like god as a genie like they're praying for those miracles uh or they're they're praying in anger like how could you do this like what kind of god are you um all this stuff so i did like that concept that that I mean, they're really, really going deep with some of this stuff with Jesus. Like, I'm pretty amazed by what they're doing here, especially since, as far as I know, I think Damon Lindelof is Jewish, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, but I, I don't know what Tara Hernandez is, but at any rate, um, it is really interesting to me because, you know, the, they've gone deep on being like married to Jesus, what that means. Uh, on like trusting in Jesus, uh, and now going deep on, you know, sometimes people are just pissed off at him and want to beat him up, which is an interesting concept. Okay, Simone confronts him about Clara. Are you married to her? Is what kind of vows did she take? And again, he says he I can't talk about my other relationships. 
and she's she flat out asked him do you love her and he says i love everybody which is the way that jesus is usually portrayed as true. loving everybody when when he said he can't speak on his other relationships i know like there's a hippocratic oath and or like client um attorney client attorney client privilege and stuff like that like psychiatrist lawyers for the most part you know can't really talk on what you say with them there's there's some exceptions mm-hmm. uh i thought he was gonna pull one of those like oh, i technically can't well, speak on it for that interesting that you bring that up because in in the catholic faith there's a, a sacrament of confession which we've talked about it's a, a heavy theme and ozark and other things i think i've even talked about it here in mrs davis um but the 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 way that confession works and and it's laid out so nicely in in ozark it's contrition confession absolution and penance right mm-hmm. contrition you're sorry for it confession you confess that you did it uh absolution somebody forgives you and penance you atone you uh make amends so um didn't we just have uh, oh it was a lost that we just talked about it on lost because there was we a did. priest who said no i do not i cannot absolve you right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah 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 <laughs> like, i've never heard that before but um so it's interesting that you bring up attorney client privilege bec- and and doctor patient privilege because there's a similar scenario in the catholic church with confession mm-hmm. that the priest is not allowed to talk about what is said in confession unless somebody is in, in a danger or it's really spicy <laughs> right so there's no spicy anyway uh yeah so uh so that's what i thought of when he said this it's like uh, the the confidence of confession so uh, very very interesting anyway he can't talk about every other relationship and he loves everybody and where are you going anyway in this life <laughs> where are you in this life life jacket and shades she says going to see a man about a cat so now we're out of the restaurant we're in the boat they get to schrodinger's island he's not keen on being rescued again and he denies knowing clara at all even with the video and the gun buns (laughs) (laughs) when he discovers their names though that changes everything and he tells them that he tried to spare them and that there will be consequences to hearing Clara's story, but they accept it. So consequences it is. This kind of reminds me of, it's kind of like the reverse of like the snake in the apple mm-hmm. in the app or uh, the garden of Eden with them. Adam okay. and Eve, like the, like the, the snake convinces them to eat the forbidden mm-hmm. fruit. Right. Right. It's like the reverse. It's like, this is a forbidden fruit. Don't eat it. <laughs> this is, I don't want you to know this knowledge. Like this will change things. There well, might that's, be consequences. I mean, that's what God said to Adam. Yeah. And Eve. Like, yeah, the, yeah, you, yeah. You're not allowed to eat from this. You know, there will be consequences if you eat from this tree. So Schrodinger is acting more like God than the devil. Yeah. In that situation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It might get them to bite and they bite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm playing rock just so you know. Okay. Classic force. <laughs> Classic classic force <laughs> which is funny because you and i have talked lots of times about the illusion of choice mm-hmm. right i didn't realize it was a magic turn so term so what i've been doing when 
I've given the illusion of choice is f- a force. So. Oh, now, oh, now you're labeling it? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a force, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a force. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's story time, and it's 1982. And Matilda, Clara's mother, brings her to a place that she didn't, uh, that she shouldn't be as such a young child. She's not allowed through the doors, so Simone says, oh, she's definitely going through the doors then. And we get a playful moment here between Simone and Ed Wiley where you can kind of see that there's something there's something still there or there again with these two because he says the oh this one's a peeker you know every present i got she had she had to go peeking and she says well it's because you got always got me crappy presents so just like everything i got you and then it's like there's like the oh (laughs) wink wink nudge nudge you know what i mean say no more (laughs) <laughs> so I'm, I'm only pointing that out because i think that that's there's there's going to be a spark of romance between these two very soon i think i, I see this though yeah yeah <laughs> so anyway uh clara saw the fake pregnant woman go in a different fake pre- pregnant woman come out and matilda and the others left and clara was left behind <laughs> matilda just left her there so of course she went through the doors <laughs> And Matilda's in the sisters of the of the coin, and and they're, they're they care for and protect the asset. It was amazing to me how infrequently they called it the Grail, the Holy Grail, in this episode. I guess if you're guarding like the president, you don't call them the president, right? You probably <laughs> or or maybe you know the package. Take the package to the infirmary. Maybe call him like the Great Eagle or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, maybe you do just call him the president. I don't know why they don't call it the Grail. I, I guess know. yes, it just sounds. But don't the presidents have? Don't, the, don't different presidents have different nicknames for the Secret Service? I don't know. Do they? I thought it they did. Talk, I, th- I thought they did, but I'm not sure. Anyway, doesn't doesn't matter. So it, it's not just a bowl, though. It has a temper. If it's not properly cared for, bad things like Pompeii will happen. So they developed the Articles of Care. One of the articles said that the the grail had to be in perpetual motion or released the most foul odor you've ever smelled. Mm -hmm. Now, Clara vows to prove her mother wrong and be a good caretaker and do whatever it takes, which is in contrast to the kind of caretaker that Matilda thinks she will be. You probably won't be any good at this, she says. This reminded me a lot of Christian and Jack. You don't have what it yeah, takes. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. It is a Christian yeah. and Jack. Yeah, so this, that's a, that's a, a lot of loss. Well. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right. You don't have what it takes. Uh, but she says, I'll do whatever it takes to prove you wrong. Wiley wants to fast forward, though. So now we're, <laughs> we're they, they had just convinced him to take it from the beginning and now Wiley's getting impatient. Just fast forward <laughs> to the commercial. So, <laughs> this is a funny concept actually to fast forward to a commercial. Anyway. Uh, um, did you see Hans there as an apron man right in the very beginning? Because I, I saw No, him the, I did not. Yeah, oh, no. In the wide shot. I was like, oh, there he is. It's Hans. Anyway. Okay. Um, but anyway, Matilda proposes because 1% of the world's uh, population which is 75 million right now, has to lay eyes on the grail once a year. So she proposes a Super Bowl commercial for British Knights 
a brand with mass appeal, the coolest athletic shoe in the world, one destined to reach iconic status and only gain in popularity. Now, Kurt, let me ask you this. Did you know what British Knights no, were before? Yeah. <laughs> I actually forgot. This was, I thought it was so funny. It's hysterical. The, I remember we had talked about how you knew British Knights. Yep. I've never heard of them. Yeah. And I, I, you know, when I seen this, I was like, ah. <laughs> It's so great. I love it. Because she couldn't have been more wrong. British Knights just kind of fizzled. But apparently they still exist because they're advertising as, you know, Mrs. Davis. Anyway, she shows them some storyboards for the commercial. And how will they pay for it? Well, the most loyal apron man, Hans Ziegler, will pay for it by infiltrating the Vatican as a priest. Sorry. But- for a kind of roundabout way to infiltrate your paper up Uh, all right well we need the land and we need the money the vatican has both so there you go hans you'll become a priest matilda though is too old to star in the commercial and clara volunteers which pleases everyone except for matilda Now on set, matilda blows off clara and treats father hans like he's still her apron man He seems very resentful of Matilda. 15 years should not be forgotten so easily. And it's it's not a costume. He says the same thing Simone says all the time. It's not a costume. So he does actually take his new role seriously. He is a priest now. Just like Simone is a nun. It is not a costume. Mm -hmm. And those closest to us, it's their blades that cut the deepest. That's what he says to Clara. So he is certainly wounded. He's hurt by Matilda. Um, Matilda does not seem like someone you want to put your emotional trust in, but apparently he did. And so he's hurt. So Matilda is uh, very vocally critical of Clara's performance. Hans passes her a note, the old meet me at sundown note. Oh, Wiley gets a big kick out of that. Anyway, Hans has a decoy grail. He wants Clara to switch them out so that he can destroy the real one because the Vatican has the means to do it. So it does kind of amaze me here that that never came up with between Clara and Schrodinger, that the Vatican has the means to destroy the grail. Uh- it might stem from the fact that Clara doesn't trust Ziegler, because we'll later see how Ziegler, I guess, lies about the fact about being her father. Mm-hmm. That's true. Or whether Ziegler was willfully lying, or maybe he thought he was her father, but I can see from Clara's perspective, definitely going, oh, you, you're trying to trick me and manipulate me. Mm-hmm. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, the goal here is that then they both can get Matilda's attention, which is such like this is just a petulant child like trying to get mommy's attention. Like and not mommy's in this case, like his wife or his, his lover's attention. Although we have seen this from another apron man earlier in episode three. It said, you know, he he was lamenting on the sword how he's invisible to his to the, the woman he loves. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right. So we have seen this, but anyway, he claims to be Clara's father. She doesn't buy it. She threatens him. Um, and now we know that she doesn't buy it because she's read these letters to Arthur Sch- from Arthur Schrodinger. Mm-hmm. Matilda is cruel to Clara on the shoe, downright cruel. But in a private moment, she tells her 
she's dying now this is your favorite scene so i'm not going to go through this in in great detail suffice it to say that after that conversation clara gives a good enough performance <laughs> oh man all right hans his decoy is missing and he accuses clara of taking it he tells matilda off and gets dragged offset he vows though to come after matilda and Cla no sorry after clara with the full power of the vatican that that is scary actually that's it uh, i know <laughs> yeah absolutely uh matilda runs too far into the water and takes a swim did she swap the reel and decoy grails underwater wiley and simone certainly think that she did <laughs> seems like they were right yeah i think so <laughs> so uh this shoot took 26 days and 18 million dollars and wiley wonders how come nobody's ever seen it and tells them why because the british knights uh executives who come to see the commercial were never notified it was even happening mm -hmm. she never got permission to do this and they just take a pass in the commercial she i always take that back she did get permission from brian the intern yeah anyway darn intern <laughs> yes the leader sister forbids anyone from seeing the ad lest matilda be banished from the sisterhood she orders the shoes buried and their efforts tripled to compensate for the fact that no one has seen the grail. Mm -hmm. Now, I do have a question about all these shoes. Why do they have all these shoes? It's probably to make money off the commercial. But you're right, because they didn't even talk with British Knights. I guess it must have been a big miscommunication. I, it kind of all stems from how much did... Matilda talk with Brian. Like, yeah. was Brian approving? Like, hey, can we launch our own product line for <laughs> British Knights? Brian's like, I'm an intern, but yeah, I'll approve I, that one. He's he's big rubber <laughs> stamp guy. He's big, big Maybe. yes man. Maybe and the then, system of the coin just produced the shoe in advance because this 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 yeah. particular style probably didn't exist they they made it especially for this commercial yeah exactly I, so, I, yeah. i'm guessing they wanted to make money off of it i mean they seemed very business-like yeah with their, their approach to things but yeah well afterwards clara with the growl in tow confronts matilda for cutting her line and lying about dying she submits a resignation, but Matilda will not have it. She will not accept it because she wants to fire her instead. All right. It's just a really interesting mother-daughter relationship. Anyway, Clara goes to meet I, her real father. I hope that employers didn't want to fire you. Exactly. Well, this is not really an organization. Like, it's not a financial. She's not no, getting paid by the system. Well, we don't know that. Maybe she is. Maybe, I guess. Well, probably not. <laughs> Now she can't collect unemployment. No, she can. She can't can now because she got fired. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, all right. Anyway, I mean, that's in America. I don't know how it yeah. works and wherever they are, Scotland or whatever it is. Anyway, not Clara, Clara goes to meet her real father, Arthur Schrodinger, and tells him that Matilda is incapable of loving anything as long as the Grail exists. And he vows. Because he knows he's gonna, it's not gonna happen anyway. But he vows to help destroy the Grail if his Hercules laser cannot affect it. But of course it will. It's gonna burn a hole right through that bowl. But it, it doesn't. Of course, <laughs> of course it doesn't. And so he has to be true to his vow, and he has to help destroy this. Now Clara is gonna stay with Arthur 
but strictly a professional partnership. He sure does seem to love cats, which I guess if your name is Schrodinger, you are going to be gifted a ton of cat stuff, aren't you? That and boxes and how did it work? Like um, nuclear decay? Half-Life? <laughs> yes. We hope, so. for, we hope not for that one. But no, uh, I guess it's Schrodinger's cat. So Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, she gives him the shoes. This is a little bit odd, maybe a little awkward. Like, why did she? Why did they let her keep a pair of shoes that was not her size? I don't know. I'm assuming she just took it, and yeah, I maybe know, did she take one that wasn't her size. Maybe she did it on purpose to give to Arthur Schrodinger. Maybe she she clearly did research on him before she came. I mean, she says I would, I would be really interested in tracking these shoes, how they got from Schrodinger to Wiley. Or I guess from Schrodinger to the proxy that gave them to Simone. I'd be really interested to see how that happened. Do you think it is the same set of shoes? The as Schrodinger? Yeah. I I think so. But it definitely can be, but it could also just be, I mean they clearly had a big stockpile yeah. of them. So it could just right. be another set of shoes. Right. But either either way, I'd really like to see I, that. Did we see Schrodinger's feet? In the video. Hmm. We saw feet. Wearing those right. British knights, and why oh, I'm in the present day? I no, I don't think so. Hmm. All right, maybe still sporting the same kicks. I'd like to I see his feet. Oh no, on the island? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Yes. Okay. Okay. But anyway, her plan to uh, sorry, she so she gives him the shoes, and her plan to evade the Vatican is to send Hans Ziegler the threat. Via video, a threat via videotape, which we've already seen. So they've tried to destroy the Grail over the course of months. No, 10 years, right? 10 years. And once a month, years. they attempt. Yeah. So I guess via, 120 attempts. Yeah. Via pneumatic drill, extreme hot, extreme cold, stampede of elephants, all kinds of stuff. And then on October 31st, 2001, that's the crossbow night. Presumably, that's Pope Leo's confirmation day as well. Clara believes or, or believes that to destroy it, one must violate the most important article of care, thou shalt not sip. And so she thinks that she must sip from it. And this is my favorite scene, so I'm not going to go through all this stuff. Um, anyway, her head explodes, and he t- he tells the story of the mouse that sipped by he, I mean, Schrodinger she tells a story about the mouse that sipped from the grail and died. And then Apollo, the cat ate it and is now 35 years old with pristine organs. Mm, not he also, impressive. The 35 year old <laughs> cat. That's pretty impressive. I mean, for a cat, but <laughs> he also uh, theorized that there were microtoxins baked into the grail that killed the sipper, but not a secondary consumer. The secondary consumer would become immune. So just like Apollo became immune because he consumed the mouse that had died because of the grail. Mm-hmm. The, mouse, the mouse's head didn't explode, though, did it? No, it didn't. It, something <laughs> else that came up to me was like, I guess, like, is it just because I'm trying to think of how I can explain it. The mouse and, and um, Apollo are not the same species, right? Obviously, the mouse is a mouse. Apollo is a cat. So, why? I mean, I, I could see why he 
Schrodinger took Clara's liver and tried giving it to someone for the immunity's sake. But mm-hmm. why not? Why not get some other animal to drink from the grail and then eat that animal if you're Schrodinger and see see how that treats you? Hmm. Yeah. I guess I guess that's a good point. That's, that's what I thought about. It's kind point. of a plot hole. I was like, why not just get like whether it be a mouse, maybe something bigger, but get it to drink from it. It'll die if his yeah. theory's right. He'll eat whatever it is, and then he should be immune. Yeah, and then he can do it. Now, whatever. I mean, I won't go yeah. into that too much. But I thought about yeah. that. I was like, hmm, <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> if the mouse worked for Apollo, why doesn't that work for Schrodinger? right yeah good point good point but isn't the route he goes he goes with clara's liver and he takes he gives it to wiley and lizzie but they were just children organ donation a great thing it is it is but they were just children and he realized his obsession could hurt them so he got rid of the grail by feeding it to a sperm whale and he like he's taking such glee with this he's like i fed it to a sperm whale grail whale <laughs> yeah grail whale but the whale went berserk and wrecked their boat which is how he got shipwrecked <laughs> it won't let him leave the island like that thing it circles the <laughs> island going he's <laughs> pissed whale <laughs> well, i think we're gonna see a pissed whale in the next episode i think we'll see grail whale yeah, yeah. You're right anyway uh uh, but the whale went berserk. Okay, anyway. Uh, while he was shipwrecked, though, he thought less and less about the grail. But when he was rescued, he asked for the location of Simone and Wiley, proving he was still obsessed. So he exiled himself back to the island. But they found him of their own volition. Fate, coincidence, algorithm, Mr. Echo, who knows? So you want us to get the Holy Grail out of an effing whale? So one of us can drink from it and maybe get our heads exploded. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> double scoff. Oh, God, I love the double scoff. But the whole time, Wiley's doing, saying all this, but Schrodinger's fixated on Simone because Simone isn't saying anything. And he keeps saying to her, what do you say? What do you say? Because he sees that maybe he's got her. He doesn't have Wiley, but maybe he's got her. And she ends the episode by saying, whatever it takes. Mm. Mm. Okay. Whatever it takes. That's what they've been saying the whole episode. Matilda said it. Clara said it. Schrodinger said it. And now Simone says it. Which brings me to my alternate title for the episode, Whatever It Takes. The Imagine Dragon song. <laughs> Forgot the the alternative titles. I didn't think of another one. Um, jeez. Uh, we'll call it. Um, I mean, you uh, you could get real generic with that. You could say Sisters of a Coin. <laughs> yeah, Sisters of a Coin. Yeah, there you go. I I like whatever it takes. I also like magical like bloody thinking. Uh, I also like uh, consequences. It is. I think those are all great titles. Or buns Ken and the mouse. Cat and the mouse. Cat and the mouse. Uh, or buns and the new guns. <laughs> anyway. All right, Kurt. Uh, that's that's the recap in a nutshell. Would you like to check the time? I would love to go see the time. Oh, oh. What is it? Mr. Sal, it's TV time. TV time. Ain't no time like a TV time. Kurt, on a scale from one to five. What do you think the audience gives this episode? A five. 
Yeah, 74%. Wow. People love this episode. So do People I. That's okay. a good episode. It is. All right. Now, as far as character ratings go, hmm. Let's see. I think that you. I think you said Schrodinger was your favorite character. Maybe Matilda, though. Uh, Matilda wasn't around long enough. I say, I say you said Schrodinger. Schrodinger. I think you said Clara because you were talking about the whole Last of Us thing of, mm-hmm. you know, they give it and they take it. Mm-hmm. So I think you said Clara. Okay. And the like people, uh, is Clara votable? Yeah. The people said Clara. Okay. The people said Clara. 59% said Clara. Mm-hmm. I said Arthur Schrodinger, though. I said Clara. I did think it was Schrodinger. He was my second choice. And and Clara was my second choice. (laughs) I'll give you that. Very fair to say either one of these characters, I think. I I was amazed by how much I fell for Schrodinger in this episode. Yeah, especially since it's not really about him. I mean, it it does eventually. Yes. You you know, he's in the storyline. But he's just a narrator for a good chunk of it. I think the very last scene... Well, I guess from the time that they're at the restaurant drinking about to drink from the bowl to the end is what did it for me. So it might be recency bias that I picked Schrodinger, but the, his, his excitement of about seeing them, they came of their own volition. Is it fate? Is it, is it coincidence? Is it the algorithm? I don't know. Like that, that bit was so exciting to me that that's why I went with him. Also because like you could palpably experience his grief when her head exploded and shock like i thought that was pretty amazing as well mm-hmm. so did you who did you say you said clara i said clara yeah. yeah okay yeah so we got each other backwards i guess <laughs> now i think clara's a very reasonable pick here she was no, great she was yeah. really great i think she's the highlight of the episode i mean she yeah. she's there for almost the entirety of the flashbacks the mm-hmm. um the focal point and gone <laughs> at yep. the end of it so i i mean i can't tell you how fast my heart started racing with her when her head exploded i was really genuinely shocked by that <laughs> they last they last of us you they did they last must be oh boy all right so any other we've already talked about some predictions that we have uh, anything else you wanted to throw out there as a prediction Besides who beat up Jay, I, I don't really know if it introduces much more to be predicted versus what we've done in the past. I, I mean, it's still a big question between um, the boss in the room, the algorithm, Wiley, mm-hmm. and his kind of organization as a whole. But I don't know that really gets advanced for this episode, I think. Not that mm-hmm. I can see it. No, I, yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Also, it's like but... hidden in some way. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, like, I, I don't know. I, I kind of hate making predictions about this kind of show because I really like to just go along for the ride and be surprised. I, I, it's a very surprising episode. I, I don't think even if we predict it, we would be able to predict it right. I, to me, yeah. it seems as though they're very, um, yeah, I can't think of the word for it, but they're just uh, subversing your expectations. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't think we could guess. I really don't know right. if we could guess. Right. I do think we're going to see Growell next episode. I think we'll see Celeste next episode as well. So, I think you are right. Celeste will be a bigger deal. Than, yeah. Uh, she has been so far. And I, yeah. I, I mean, I think eventually we'll see Monty's death or at least learn I think more you're about right. that. I think that will happen. But do you think we'll see the path of the shoes from Schrodinger to Wiley? Or at least to some no. proxy? No, I don't think so. 
I wish we would, though. Oh, well. Like, I never read the book or if it's a movie. I haven't seen that either. But The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. No, I never did that. It, no, I don't actually know. Oh, I was hoping you. Do you know what the story's about? I've always just assumed it's just people sharing a pair of pants. I think they'd like take it for a year or something like that. Oh, yeah. So it is that. Okay, Summer so, or something okay, like that. Okay. So that's why I, I kind of think it is. Well, if it is like that, then maybe that's what the shoes are like. Yeah. You <laughs> use them and you pass them on. Okay. Maybe. Anyway. All right. All right. Well, do you know the title of the next episode? No, I don't. I'm All very right. curious. As far as I know, and, and this is like, this is coming from TV time, so take it for, for what it's worth. It looks like it's Alice in Treasures, colon, a Southern California story. Wait, what? Sorry, Alice in what? Treasures? Alice in Treasures, colon, a Southern California story. I don't like these titles. <laughs> They're algorithmically I, mean, I, don't, I, I, mean, I don't know this one yet because I have to watch the episode. But the la- listen, all I'm saying is for the recap, the titles are not going to be that well. <laughs> the loves. No, I know. I, I agree. But I, I what I like about it is it gives up us an opportunity to come up with our own titles. So <laughs> no, that's such a that's such a like a what is I can't do the word for that. It's like a lazy way of doing it. Like, look, you get to come up with the title. Isn't that <laughs> interesting? How quirky. I know. Fill in, fill in your own title for the episode when really they're just being lazy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's I, a quirky I'm, thing. I, I I'm not, not good reason that much. Like, I, no, I think it's very plot fitting that it's AI yes. generated. I think it's very plot fitting. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But yeah. but <laughs> I think it's comical to go. I like that we pick our own titles for this, unlike any other series. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's just that that poor. <laughs> uh, I think it's great. Anyway. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, is there anything else that you would like to add, Kurt? No, I, there's nothing else. I, I mean, I'm really excited for the, the next three episodes. Only three left. Oh, but, man. It makes me sad. It, I it, this series was good to drop four at once. Mm-hmm. I guess because I, I I did say it for like the first episode, and even a bit for the second. Like if they if those were week by week, I don't know if I would have hung on. Yeah, to the series. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would have because we were recording a podcast on it. Right. But if we had not, I don't know if I would have stayed on. But I, even if we weren't recording, I surely would stay on now. So. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, we will be back next week to cover Alice in Treasures, a Southern California story. Is that what I said? Yes, story. <laughs> but in the meantime, folks, you can check out our back catalog. Check out the Lindelof collection. We, I mean, sometimes I think of our show as Lindelhoppers because we have covered The Leftovers, all in its completion, all of Watchmen, and almost all of Lost. We're in the process right now of finishing up Lost. So if you are into Lindelof, you watched Lost, Check out our coverage of Lost. We're going to start dropping that again this week. So on Thursday, Lost will be back in the show hoppers feed. So going forward, Mrs. Davis podcasts on Monday, Lost podcasts on Thursday. Where we go after, I don't know. We'll have to figure that out in the meantime. If, if you know what we should record next, let us know. Yeah, email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. We might do it. No promises, because if you tell me I got to watch like every Survivor episode, I'm I'm going to veto that. But maybe just one season. <laughs> Kurt's been pushing for Survivor, <laughs> which I, I whatever. Anyway, so okay. Also, we have Better Call Saul. Black this last season, anyway. Uh, Black Mirror, which uh, that mm, there's a new season of that coming out. That might be something we want to mm-hmm. look into. Uh, Centaur World, which I've referenced in this episode. Dexter with New Blood. 
uh, loss we've already talked about, leftovers, only murders in the building, which should be returning probably this summer. Uh, all of Ozark, we talked about that in the podcast, Russian Doll, The White Lotus, Watchmen, and The Last of Us, which we've talked about those two things in the in the this episode as well. So lots of our other stuff keeps coming up in This Is Davis, so probably you want to check that stuff out. I'm just saying. Anyway, five-star ratings and reviews are also very much appreciated as our subscriptions, downloads, likes, and please do tell other people about the podcast. We would love to have uh, a growing, we do have a growing listenership and we'd love to keep it growing. So would appreciate that very much. All right. Well, if that's, if there's nothing else, then Kurt, I'd like to raise a glass to magical bloody thinking. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.